Ignorant Bliss Quick Hit. Yo, hold fast. This is a spoiler review. Mad spoilers. Be warned. Hey, everybody. Um, what I'm reviewing this time on this uh, quick hit is Mr. Miracle, number one, 2007 series from DC Comics. Uh, is done by the writer Tom King, artist Mitch Jarrett. Uh, he does pencil, inks, and colors. Clayton Cowles is the letterer. Nick Darrington does the main cover. Mitch Jarrett does the variant cover. Molly Mahan is the associate editor, and Jamie S. Rich is the main editor. Mr. Miracle is a character created by Jack Kirby for the Fourth World line of books that was the big deal when Jack Kirby left Marvel in the 70s to come to DC and create his own thing without uh, his frequent and famous collaborator Stan Lee. I will tell you now, uh, for those I might be a little biased, um, I am publicly known within some comic circles to really, 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 really love Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Uh, I was first introduced to them back like many, back in the superpowers when Darkseid and Kala back in the side was up in that joint, you know, fighting super friends, had ill little toys, and didn't pay much mind to it, then, you know, in Superman the Animated Series, part of the DC animated continuity in the nineties by Bruce, Tim, Paul, Denny, and many and Alan Burnett and many, many others. Um, they used the fourth world very, very well with some great voice acting, especially Michael Ironside as Darkseid. You know, I loved how that shit matched. Um He's been using in other things and then uh been reading the comics and you know, such and such been on some old podcasts like uh, Common Geek Speak and stuff talking about uh, the fourth world and with um, especially Morrison's take on some of these characters and Seven Soldiers and then Final Crisis Um, also I know Tom King he's a really good guy Um, when he told me he was going to write this book uh, and his uh, homies over at the podcast, No Apologies, they brought him over, and he was like, yo, you got to talk to Julian. He be going off on these tangents. And um, I gave him my... I, I went on my rant of how I see these characters that Jack Kirby created and how they fit into, like, culture and society and the themes in it. And he shouted me out on the uh, Pace article about promoting this comic. So I just wanted to get that out of the way for anybody to comment. With some slide shade comment, trying to read read me some receipts or something. But we're gonna get to this 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 comic talk. Um, essentially, the plot of this book deals with Mister Miracle. Uh, his name is Scott Free. He's a new god. He is married to Big Barda, who was a member of. Granny Goodness's 
uh, a member of, of Darkseid's apocalyptic elite, uh, the female Furies. They fell in love, they escaped, and, you know, they live on Earth. And in this current book, they live in L.A. He became a escape artist taught by a previous man by the name of Mr. Miracle. He died way back in the first issue, back in the 70s. Ever since then, he's been helping the heroes out, member of a Justice League team or two. He's kind of lighthearted. But this book kind of shows him dealing with heavy stuff. It opens very much with uh, Scott attempting to do the greatest escape. So he slits his wrists to attempt suicide, in which um, he gets taken to the hospital, saved. Barta is all messed up in the game. When he gets out of the hospital, he comes home. He has a deal with paparazzi. Um, Orion, another new god. For those who have no idea what any of this stuff is. Um, I'll, maybe I'll get into some of this other stuff backstory later in another another episode. But um, he comes in through a boom tube. He has an interaction with Scott in which he punches him a bunch of time. And Barter tells him, yo, you need to get up out of here. He bounces. He goes on a TV show and a late night show. And tries to like tell the public, you know, it's nothing I'm not I'm not going through nothing. I'm just trying to be a better escape artist. He meets with his dad, high father of the new gods, their leader. Uh he very much is kinda like uh Abramatic God and Moses in one character. And Basically, what happens is that Scott finds out that his father dies by the hands of Darkseid and that he and his wife must go back to New Genesis to help with the war. Um, There's a lot more going on here in terms of subtext and themes. But for a second, I want to talk about Mitch's art. Um, I think from what I hear, he works digitally, uh, but it's not something you can tell because it has a very analog look. Uh, he uses a lot of textured brushes and zipper tone to give you a feel of some of the way the old comics looked. But also, it has a feel of texture that, to me, reminds me of um, illustration work in the 70s, especially within comic magazines and, at times, uh, album covers. There's a grittiness to it. Especially for the probably the first, let me say one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine. The first 10 or so pages. There's a greediness to it. It's also done on a nine panel grid. It was made famous in by in the graphic well comic series then considered graphic novel Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Um it allows a certain type of pacing that I feel I don't want to call cinematic because it doesn't feel cinematic. It feels more um peak TV ish. And what I mean by peak TV ish I would say um when you watch something like uh, Mad Men or Breaking Bad or so. Um, Mitch's use of color is a lot of uh, blues. And at times, there's a lot of uh, more darker colors, like darker blues and sometimes uh, greens that allow like the yellows and reds to pop more on the eye to draw attention. He also allows uh, allows light to do a lot, I feel. So there's a room in which, uh, there's a scene when Orion visits in which Scott and is watching TV with Bart asleep on his lap. And it's set in basically a dark room in which the light is mostly coming from the television. And it has that look of which, when a person's in, when people are in a dark room, that that deepest blue hue but you can see notice that like his like the his the face the skin tones is blue whereas you can still see certain pops of color for clothing so scott's hoodie is it's seen as red and then when orion appears while his face the skin tone is still blue all the colors of his outfit pop out more and it moves the eye throughout the whole page. Another thing done is that there's these tactile uh, pieces of elements, like uh, film type, they like like scratches on film and splatters, and like uh, pieces of tape added to the pages. It's it's really interesting work, and um, there's moments in which there's certain like television type. Uh, distortions to panels that I think is using along with the writing by Tom to show you that there is something wrong with Scott and with the story. There is a um, ongoing theme about uh, God knowing what God is and within the new God's fourth world idea is very much a, a, a competing thing where there is the um, new Genesis and high father and dark side. Uh, it's not something you should look at like, let's say Zeus and, and Hades is, is more or less um, or even God and the devil. It's more like, evil God versus good God, to use simple terms of good and evil, like dark and light. So there are many panels where you just see a panel that just says black with uh, 
white text. It just says dark side is. And it plays a very interesting moment of Scott going through, like, the realest shit. Like, um, there's, like, a, a level of depression you can feel within this story. Um, Scott Free, even though he's a, he's from New Genesis, he grew up on Apocalypse. So you can almost see there's a certain level of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Also dealing with, like, his place in the world. He has his life where he's, like, kind of a regular guy. But in a sense, like, he's he's a guy that walks among men. He chooses mortals. He doesn't choose to live on New Genesis. He chooses to live with human beings and the crazy superheroes that run around with human beings. He lives in L.A. So he deals with, like, being famous. But he's a god and he's famous. And he has the same he has these same problems like like tripping about like his 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 old friend Oberon dies from like cancer. You can you can see all these things in here how all this is like encroaching on him. My personal right now as early as issue one out of twelve. I'm thinking that technically Scott Free dies in this issue and everything we see after that is him uh in the escape process um like his he he's in the anti-life equation which is another big complex idea of something that dark side uses if he gets his hand on the anti-life equation he will basically rewrite creation into which he is the focus that's his goal that's what he wants to do um there's also nice uh, book book ending scenes of there's the scene which which Ryan visits him after he kills himself and punches the shit out of him, in which uh, Barter kind of plays him plays Ryan out about like kind of how he grew up on New Genesis instead of Apocalypse, but uh, later on. He's trying to say that he's not right, and then like his own wife steals him in across the jaw and, and like tells him to get the fuck back up, cause they gotta be about this business. But he's not right, and I don't think he knows how to be right at this moment in time. But he still has obligations. He's seeing his old friend Oberon. He's having conversations with him, and he's like he doesn't know how to deal with the world right now. Another clue is the scene in which she's on a late night show is being hosted by a character named Glorious Godfrey. Um, it's a show that says Late Night with Godfrey. Godfrey in New Gods, he's a character that is meant to manipulate and gain people into following. He's basically an evil uh, priest or preacher. And usually he's used in these stories to um, show certain things in the world. So sometimes he might be a, a TV pundit or a uh, a news anchor or someone like that. And it seems like in this one, he's Seth Meyers. He looks like Seth Meyers. No lie. Uh, I thought that was an interesting joke, even though I like Seth Meyers. It's interesting to put him in a type of place versus the usual talking head on a fake news channel. 
Um, I think Tom King did a really good job of also balancing the beginning and the end with uh, narration boxes that feels like the old Jack Kirby, Mr. Miracle stuff. Like, how amazing is this? Can he get through this type of uh, writing? While the rest is very, very um, kind of real life type of humanizing dialogue and pacing for characters that are very much supposed to be deities. I'm very interested to see what happens next in the corresponding next 11 issues. Uh, I told Tom that I might be his biggest critic out of everybody else. Um, just because of the way I see these characters and I think how they fit within the DC universe. And it's also a pretty dope way to, um, so far to honor the hundredth year anniversary of Jack Kirby being born. So, um, if anybody wants to uh, holler at me, reach out me to online, you know, at Julian Lytle, and I'll talk to you all day about this comic or new guys in general. Uh, hope this this little review made sense. Um, yeah, peace. So, um, ignorantbliss.com, ignorant-bliss.com is where you can check out my main podcast. Uh, this is on iTunes. That's on iTunes. Just search Ignorant Bliss. Or I should basically just say Apple Podcast now. You know, I like to be fancy. Um, Twitter is I-G-B-L Podcast. Um, Ignorant Bliss Podcast. On Facebook, Ignorant Bliss podcast at gmail.com if you want to contact me talk to the show you can comment on this as well um i'm at julian lytle l-y-t-l-e on all social media so um hope you enjoyed deuce